Stupid Hearts Club is yours to enjoy for free wherever you get your podcasts. But if you've fallen deeply in love with the show, or me, even though that's a bit weird because we've never met, then you might want to consider supporting the show via patreon.com forward slash stupid hearts club for about five or a month you can indulge in your sick little fantasy that i am your very own little audio husband friend without ever having to deal with the fact that in real life i leave socks and half drunk glasses of water everywhere either way i'm very happy you're here so please enjoy the show Big Val's here tonight, real talk dynamite, thanks for listening, it's good to be together, stupid hearts love forever. Let's look inside our minds. Welcome to Stupid Hearts Club with me, Nicole Tatarovic, talking to this week's guest, Richard Hardesteer. Richie, baby. Yeah. Richard Hardesteer. I'm back. Round two. I'm back, babe. Well, technically round three because the first one fucked up, but round. Yeah. let's call it round two. Round two and a half. Yeah, um, 2.5. As usual, we had our little sort of panicky start, not knowing what was wrong, and the sound was yeah. all over the fucking place, right? Yeah. Weirdly, it's the exact same problem last time. We just forgot how we solved it. it wasn't Maybe like next time we'll know. Exact- to be fair, I actually, uh, I was, I don't know whether I sent it, but I was just, I was just texting you the, the words, mm-hmm. don't forget Google Chrome, but then you appeared, so I deleted it. <laughs> And it so oh, for no. any 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 pod nerds out there, I use at the moment I use Clean Feed, which is a podcast sort of website service where you can call people and control, you know, the dialogue at both ends. I can I can record multi track, and then we've got mm-hmm. two nice little files. But if the other person is not using a Chrome browser, doesn't which like it. it doesn't fucking like it, I could not tell you why. Have they got they a deal just, with like? Do, are, why are they are they anti Firefox? Have they got some sort of what, what's happened there? Are they trying to like stitch up Firefox? Are exactly. They got a deal some, going on? What's uh, they're like uh, uh, Firefox? They're like fox hunters. Yeah. What are they they called? What's that? Wait, yeah, fucking yeah, yeah fox hunters. I, I picture like clean feed on the sat on a horse with like yeah, jumpers yeah. or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> uh. <laughs> but, but the main thing is we figured out what was wrong now. Yep. I, I already baked in. I know that uh, there's going to be some edginess. You'll be a bit loud and mm-hmm. all that, but that's what—that's a Richard Hardesty classic. That's my personality. Yeah, that's, that's vintage. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think my <laughs> end's all right. Now I can't complain anyway, because I have. Uh, I'm surprised more people haven't complained about this. I worry about it every week, but someone has p- very politely complained on Matt. Um, podcast on his on his page like on patreon yeah saying how can we be how can we tell nico nicely that his episodes aren't loud enough and like when oh. someone, when someone's like on a train or whatever right. I, and, and i know i know from fucking listening myself 
I can listen to it and really enjoy it. And then if I'm walking down the street and there's buses or whatever, it just doesn't fucking cut it. And I don't right. know what it, I don't know why it is. If anyone out there understands why something that I effectively mix in garage band and I, I, I try and, you know, I have all the levels. It looks fine. <laughs> Pardon me. I have, I have all the levels, um, up enough that it looks like it should be loud mm. and then you, you export it to like iTunes or whatever it goes down again but then but I read a tip once that well all you have to do is import the thing you sent out back into GarageBand and then pump those volumes up right and then export it yeah, again right. right so I think that does make it a bit louder but basically I've now found out that nah. it's, it's not enough I know it's not enough so yeah, I have to like You've seen people talking behind your back, but like on a different page. Hang on a minute. But I suppose they, they talked about you wanting you to see it. Is this, is getting me on basically doing that thing like, you know, when a kid, you find a kid smoking, so you make you make it smoke like 25 cigarettes. It's like <laughs> someone's complained that like it's not loud enough, so you go, right, I'll pull Rich on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right, yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly. What do you mean? Yeah. Make, 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 you mean when, when a parent makes you smoke a packet of fags until you're sick? Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Doesn't work yeah, yeah. Is this loud enough for you? Yeah. Yeah, there you go. That'll yeah. teach you. Never yeah, say that exactly. again. Yeah. But you had a good point, actually. We just we just started then, and Nico was saying it was a good like, psychological sort of uh, observation. You were in a stress, in a tiz. Mm. We got online. There was, it, was, it wasn't working, but the mm. fact that it was my fault on my end, you were able to look well, at it objectively and calmly. Well, I didn't, I didn't, I wouldn't say your fault. I'd say it was, it was a problem at your yeah. end. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. because I know, I think this part of it is this, right? All right, let me just do. I'm already doing what I always do. I've not even said who you are, what's going on. Hello, everybody. Welcome Hello. to Stupid Hearts Club. You're listening to me, Nico Tatarovich, and Richard Hardesty. Richard, Hello. Richard has been a guest before. We had a lovely chat. Both of us are f- uh, quite manic and fast talking, and yeah, we 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 somehow I think we really fucking bounce off each other and get each other yeah. fired up. So it, this could yeah. this could get quite energetic, right? <laughs> but uh, yeah. so um, we'll get into all that. But basically, well, firstly, welcome back. But thank, uh, you, thank you. But secondly, yeah, I just wanted to say that uh, because I know I can relate to what your brain does because we've talked about it and because you did a show about it. When you're at your end going, hey, what the hell is it going? Ah, it's too loud, yeah. blah, 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 what shall I do, whatever. I like just know that the I've, I'm going to have to be like the chill one here to figure this out. Yeah, yeah. So That's quite interesting, isn't it? Like, it's like, my friend says that, like, like you could be the, the manic stress one, but if I come in more manic and stress, you, you by default suddenly switch to being the, the calm one. Do you know what I mean? Like my friend Andy, who I was best roll. friends with, I, yeah, we used, to, we used to be best friends, but we used, I mean, that sounds harsh. We just don't really see each other very much. And, mm. But I think it got a bit, you know, what's this, but like with maybe with Russell and Matt, they got a similar thing where it's like your best friend and it goes, gets, gets a bit too intense with each other maybe. Mm. Um, but like I, he's he said like, he said he's not, I'm not as shy as you think I am. It's just that when I'm around you, Rich, I steam like the shy one. Do you know what I mean? He's realised that when I'm not there, he walks in and people go, wow, you're really chatty, Andy. But he said, if I walk into a room, because I'm like, hey, if he goes in and does the same thing, we just look like two maniacs. So he's always sort of like gone sl- quieter. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like he'll, I think, I go, think hey, that, he'll go, hey. I think hey. We, don't, we don't think that much about this, but I reckon we are slightly altered in a lot of different people's company in very subtle ways. Yeah. And it's all to do, it's partly to do with what you think of them, but also your dynamic with them, but what you think of yourself when you're with them. Mm-hmm. And it's strange because there's probably loads of different ways it could go, 
but I yeah. think you, you fall into a lockstep of a kind of a thing and like I've talked about it in a different way uh, with both Alistair Griggs and Miles Chapman who are like regular guests and mates of mine mm-hmm. because the shtick that we have between us the sort of the pal texting phone call sort of running joke we've got with those two friends I'm the I'm the sort of malevolent powerful one yeah or like the sort of uh with me and Miles, it's almost like the sort of dynamic of, of mice and men, where I'm I I think I'm I'm the grum, I'm the grumpy adult pulling a child okay. along, getting angry at him, and <laughs> right. the child feels hard done by. Right? Okay. That's with Alistair, with Alistair, it's it's more like I'm a sort of um, like a Victorian um, gentleman doctor who's found someone in the jungle and he thinks they're fascinating, and and yeah, I'm treating him almost like a. A specimen, and I find his his opinions and the way he thinks and all that amusingly fascinating. And what I'm really doing is, it's sort of I'm doing it to my own benefit, like a zookeeper type thing, right? Yeah, that's that's yeah, the yeah. shtick. That's the joke that we that I do with them. Yeah, yeah. But I think that's that's gone. Yeah, gone, sorry, man. I was going to say like almost like seventy five percent of my interaction with them is us doing that joke, and then now and again, yeah, you 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 sort of it's like you go, God, can we just take well, this? this- clown noses off for a minute and just talk <laughs> just talk right, yeah. well, this is mean? the scary thing isn't it it's like think how many people like have become maybe like murderers or gangbangers because they were had the wrong mates and they they, yeah, yeah. they treated them in a certain way and they became that but it's like had them put in a different environment they've been like lovely little like squares or something do you know what I mean absolutely you influence just, you just, right influence influence yeah but I can tell I've got different I'm different uh, personas with different people it's not that you're two faced or you're different it's just, they bring out different aspects of your personality and I think when you're younger, now I'm very sensitive to it. Like, like sometimes, I, sometimes I know people are very nice to me, and like I'm friends with people, but because they bring out a part of me, I don't really like the way that they make me. You mm. sort of, I find myself hanging around them less. No one in particular, by the way. Just like you yeah, just realise, yeah. I know the person that I know the one that I of all the versions of me, I know the one that I identify with most. Do you know what I mean? The one I feel most yeah, comfortable. Yeah. Um, that's the weird thing, isn't it? When you first get into comedy, because all most comedians are maybe the wacky, mad, funny one in the group, and that's fine because the dynamic works. All your friends is like, you know, friends are like there's some sort of hierarchy, and there's different. Uh, that's what makes a good friend group. All the different types of personalities. But when the comedian from each group comes to London to join the community, uh, the sort of comedy community that's all the same type of person from each group coming together and there can be a bit of a clash sometimes like yeah, yeah. hey I'm this guy hey I'm that guy what do you mean well who do I who am I then this is weird I'm the wacky say anyone yeah, yeah. I'm, the, I'm the funny guy so I think, then people don't know who they are it's like well if you're that what do I do oh god oh no 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 this isn't going to work at all it's funny because <laughs> I people who might know me in in sort of show-off mode hmm. could be forgiven for thinking that if I turn up and someone else is doing that that mm. I might like be jealous and want to elbow my way in, but in fact, <laughs> yeah. I really enjoy it, and it makes me a bit giddy, and I get a bit like I like observing that. Right. So, like yeah. an example would be, you don't get much of a word in, say, like with Tim Key. I mean, not yeah, that okay. he's not not, yeah, not yeah. in a rude way. He's just very funny and. No. His it's brain, and his brain works really, really quickly, and he's really witty. And I don't feel the yeah. need to try and beat him because I'm enjoying. No. I'm enjoying. <laughs> well, it's almost like I'm enjoying it not being me. Yeah, yeah. Juggling the ball, if you like, you know. Yeah. Uh, 
Go on. Uh, Tim, I'm going to allow you to own this conversation now. Not, not because you, not because you're better in any way. We're on exactly the same level, but you take the floor. I'm just, I'm, I'm literally, I'm giving it to you. Carry on. Yeah, but some <laughs> people do have you. that, that uh, ability to sort of, uh, and I don't, I don't want to say dominate, even though that kind of is accurate. Like also like Ashling B has a bit of that. Like yeah, she's, she's very yeah. She's I, quick, I would never compete with her. She's fucking funny. She's fast. You know, like she is fucking quick and very alpha. Hello, you. How are you doing? How yeah, are you doing? Yeah, yeah. If I do the same thing, it'd be like, whoa, this is a crazy conversation, isn't it? So someone has to go down a bit, and it's like, <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to beat you. <laughs> yeah, to be fair, I'd love to <laughs> see. I'd love to see, I'd love to see you and Ashling going toe to toe in a sort of chat fight. But, <laughs> chat fight! But, yeah. um, Everyone get to the back, go to the back playing uh, to the black fucking top field now, like at school. <laughs> chat fight's kicking off. <laughs> but so like, That's funny. so talk about the thing with other people, uh, already quite well established, but. In, in our little podcast world, the dynamic then when I'm with Matt, I've mm. been slowly trying to sort of advance my position up a bit so that it's more, Ooh. you can see clearly our difference, but I've got my little, I've started to get my elements where I can roll my eyes and be superior instead of oh, it just being... You, you become the, um, what's the thing called in comedy? You become the sort of uh, high, high status, you're the high status one. Well, I wouldn't quite say in that. I'm just saying more than at the beginning. At the beginning, it was like... Yes. He was that's shouting what I mean, at you me. Get, you sort of, the, the dynamic is... Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was shouting at so me. Got, he was sort of speaking over at me, getting grumpy. And he was... Yeah. Uh, it was like it was his podcast. And it's like... I, I don't mind being the butt of, butt of a bit of piss-taking. So I, don't, I quite yeah, like, I know what that role is. I'll go along with it. But <laughs> yeah. the thing is, we like with Matt, is because spend enough time in his world or listening to all the stuff he says and mm. you know he, he's always telling you his flaws and stuff he does that you wouldn't do and all that so over time yeah yeah I've started I've built a more confident picture of what of where he gets to be above me and not because I'll be like actually I know what you're like this is ridiculous of course it's not that yeah whereas the first <laughs> few months I wouldn't really have known that so it's interesting how that dynamic can grow but uh, yeah yeah you know and that's what makes a good uh a duo because you'd think you think wow if we take the funniest person in the world and mm. put them with the second funniest person in the world that'd be the best comedy but no no you need the energy you need the first person who's like who's like a high status and then someone who is the opposite of that it's not about it's not about just being the best it's about getting it right and when those levels are perfect that's yeah. when you get gold do you yeah, know what I mean? I mean there's obviously there's lots of different ways you can make that blend but you're right it does it does uh, it does need to be a blend that works doesn't it yeah yeah, like if me and Ashleen were given like a slot on Radio X or something, it's just like no one could listen to it, it'd be too much. Yeah, uh, I reckon there'd be like plane crashes and stuff. <laughs> like the traffic just would like grind to a halt. off the road. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and not by accident either, just like I'm taking my own life. <laughs> I can't deal with this anymore. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's fine. But what's interesting right. about the dynamic yeah, no, you're right, you're right. when you fall into a thing with someone, I think it's just interesting, mm. right? So. I like in in a different way a, a, a joke I like doing with people is mm. to be it's like I'll go like if I don't know you that well and then we start uh, texting or you live in my area and it's like oh let's have a beer if I think I've made them laugh already then mm. when I say oh let's have a beer and then you send the text saying all oh, right yeah yeah we should definitely have a beer I will definitely send a text that says I'm outside your house now is that too much right yeah. And then they'll go, usually they'll go, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, listen, mate, can you, you know, 
don't stand in the garden or whatever and I'll go <laughs> yeah yeah and then banter. <laughs> once I've done that I'll keep sort of doing that joke a bit where it's like if they say oh I'm not, ar- I'm not around this weekend I'm going wherever with a girlfriend or whatever then I will I will fall into the habit of texting back like um, how come well you're always with her like how come she gets everything <laughs> And yeah, yeah, I actually yeah, don't. Yeah, it's flirting, you know what, being mate? Stupid. Do you know what, mate? She's ma- she's making a monkey of you. You need to remember yeah. who your proper mates are. Da, da, da. Like I'll do yeah. that, like in text with 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 people that I know well enough. You know, so it's and it'll get depending on how sarcastic, yeah, yeah. How dark that person's sense of humour is, then it'll get even worse. So like with Miles and whoever, then it is. It's quite it's quite mm. tragic. Like I will be, I will come across as like desperate desperately needing that person's attention and like the fucking cable guy basically right yeah yes yeah (laughs) but something happened a few uh a few weeks ago where a mate of mine who i won't name but who i've not lived near for long i've been doing that a bit right and then finally ended up out for god's sakes finally ended up out and he went uh and it was fine to do this by the way he went, hey, listen, uh, you know, like I have a lot going on and the kids and da-da-da and whatever, and it's like, it's quite like full on. And he, he's trying to cope with that. And he's getting messages from me saying, uh, like it was his kid's birthday party and I and I texted, well, I hope it was worth it. Oh my God, he took it seriously. I don't think he took it seriously, but it, but he told me that it made him feel uncomfortable anyway. And I was wow, like... Wow, wait, okay, and, that's funny. And, and, and <laughs> I was like, I felt a bit bad, but at the same time I was like, do you know what? A lot of people wouldn't tell you, would they? So how like, many other people are thinking that? <laughs> yeah, exactly, right? How many other yeah, people I mean, have literally th- taken it sort of literally, or even yeah. not literally, but just like, I get the joke, could you like just fuck off now? Stop it. Jesus. Right. You've done it to you as well. Jesus Christ. I, I mean, I've had that. That's something I've had in my life quite a few times. That like, mm. someone's, I remember one time I was really, because I used to be quite lonely, and I need, I need someone to talk to a lot of the time. And I had not seen anyone for a while. So I basically just went to a bar and just like, was getting pissed on my own. Just sort of, I'm that sort of person. Mm. I went talking to people. Anyway, I went to, over to the corner and just started chatting to some lads. And like, I thought, oh, this is great. We're really getting on. And one of the lads went, hey, mate, can you fuck off over there? You're doing our heads in. I was like, oh, God. Yeah. Oh, I was like, oh no! That is the. I was like, oh yeah, sure, sure, no worries. Like, oh. like a knife to the heart. Yeah, I know, oh, I know. Like, I definitely have. Uh, the reason I, when I think about it, the reason I, I've adopted that into my sense of what I think's funny and what comedy is because I love tragic comedy. Right, that's my favourite. Mm-hmm. Being being a bit vulnerable and a bit desperate, I find very funny. Yeah. I can write it, but that's because. I've dealt with that issue it comes naturally in my life. to you, yeah. Yeah, you know, like, uh, not in a way that anyone needs to feel sorry for me on a daily basis, but uh, it would come from being, you know, at the age of two or three, my dad leaving and never coming back, and also having a sort of intensely uh, bonded relationship with my mum that then when you get, well, as I got older and then she was like in another relationship, like I'd, I'd sort of took on a role of a uh, helper, marriage counsellor, rescuer, sort of, and wow. also was always trying to please her, mm-hmm. you know, and and uh, go, look what I can do. You know what I mean? Get and all that. And like, yeah, exactly, right? Yeah. So, but that's a, that's a combo, that's two different, it's like wh- the whiskey and brandy version of, of desperation in the same drink. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. yeah, 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 yeah. So, so... 
Double dropping desperation, basically. So somewhere along the way, I think this is probably true of a lot of comedy people, somewhere along the way, I've seen that me piping up and saying something is getting a reaction and some people are laughing or whatever's happening means that I like the reaction because they're sort of going, oh, wait a minute, who's this guy? What's this? And then I meant, then you're entertaining them and it's great. So then, you know, you you kind of start to enjoy that and it's yeah. almost like oh, a, mate, a little superpower. Great, it's the elixir, it's the of best. Course, of course. Love it. But underneath yeah. it, underneath it is like, please don't leave me. Yeah, sadness, mate. That's this is my life. This is this is mm. it. This mm. is my whole problem. Just I cannot. I just I just cannot switch that thing off. And like, if I don't get a bit of laugh every sort of I don't know, forty five seconds, I'm starting to think, have I pissed them off? Have I, are they, have I upset them? Like, don't they like me anymore? It's like I just always worried about that constantly. I have to. Or have I have I, it. have I tried too hard to? Have I gone too far? Yeah, I've yeah, been yeah. too much. And that's the thing. It's like have I not been? It's just and I can't. My gauge of is it too much is it's just been broken. But I've, I've you know, not I've had loads of people telling me to fuck off or that was like a, a, yeah. a quite a one off. But like people do generally like me, and I think I've you'll got, remember that I'm, though, don't you? You do remember that. Yeah, that, that's that the one that sticks. sticks in my head. Yeah, that'll be there when I'm on my deathbed. That'll flash before my eyes. Like fuck off over there, mate. Ah oh, bollocks. Um, yeah. But it is weird. Back to sorry, I'm going back. Maybe this isn't good podcast etiquette. It's just that, that thing we were talking about a second ago about mm. before this that got us on here about. Um, the dynamic that's about how it's just when it works it works that's what's so weird about like finding a girlfriend or whatever because like there's mm. people who you can meet and think oh she's a nightmare then somehow when you come together it works like if you're very open and funny and that person's like a bit a bit hard and difficult somehow the, 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 it, it can sort of work when it shouldn't like I don't even yeah. fancy I don't even like it how has this happened because yeah. the, the, the thing is there and like anyway yeah I think it's really yeah but it's that. tricky like, isn't it because also what's true is while while whilst all that can be true it can also be true that without you realizing why if you've got the sort of desperado gene mm-hmm. uh but if you've got if if you've got the be big show off keep keep the ball in the air just it's yeah. almost like you don't want the energy to drop so you keep it up what, oh, yeah, what can yeah, happen yeah. is that someone will be attracted to you but part of the reason they're attracted to you is because you now do that for them and they don't yeah. have to so a few times yeah. I've ended up in relationships where I wouldn't call the people a wallflower, but definitely someone that did, absolutely would not want to be holding a microphone or standing in front of people or yeah, speaking yeah, yeah, in yeah. public or or for someone to ask them a question at a dinner table and everyone listens because they're yeah, just be yeah, blushing. Yeah, so you could find yourself going out with someone and they're thinking oh this is uh, socially this with not not consciously but what you're doing is socially fucking sort of convenient because yeah yeah and of course and it's another it's like when you watch in the same i think what i've tried about this last time maybe we didn't maybe it's in my head but like same with these sort of serial killer or these sort of um cult leaders right like people sometimes on these cult documentaries they'll be like oh yeah he would go out and look for vulnerable women right mm-hmm. and like he would sort of manipulate them but like it's not as simple as like, what will happen is he'll go out on his energy and his energy is in that sort of wanting you know wanting power sort of vibe and they're coming in with their needing to be needing to be shown someone something to do with their lives kind of vibe and it just mm-hmm. happens organically do you know what I mean it's like they find yeah. each other it's not as simple as he he sees it and knows she's vulnerable and then does it she's already looking for it subconsciously and like I, I'm I'm lost and, and alone, and he's like, "I'm I'm a leader. I'm powerful." And it just sort of goes, "Zhring!" Yeah, before you know it's happened. Like for me, I I would I would be well. I'm I'm hoping that I'm now like aware enough that this this won't be the case anymore. But I have traditionally looked for someone who I think is ace and gorgeous and 
doesn't quite have their own back enough and that usually they've got some sort of talent where I'm like, fuck, look at this stuff. Did you do this? This is amazing. You need to tell yeah. the world. You need to, like, chase it. Like, yeah. And then they're like, oh, well, you know, I want to, but I don't know how. And I'm like, ah, oh, I can teach you that because I'm a fucking big I... gobshite that chases <laughs> after dreams. So wow. then yeah, exactly. I will spend a certain amount of time being invested in trying to help get their thing up like as if my job is to give them wings and then they fly yeah and they, okay. that might not even feel insidious to them because it's like you're actually just encouraging someone and telling yeah. them you believe in them and whatever it's intoxicating but, for them but how, how it ends up playing out often is uh, it turns into a cycle of weird resentment where I'm like getting to the point where I'm now like why do you not try and do your thing like you're really good and like you know, you if you can't yeah. moan about not feeling like you got anywhere with your thing when you've not really listened to any of mm-hmm. the advice that I give you that you never fucking asked for, I might add. And yeah. and then over yeah. time, uh, th- you are a lazy woman. <laughs> but but what you've done is you've accidentally created a world where you're like you've got to try and be as That's good as role. me in some way, where without me mm. th- really thinking I'm any better than anyone else. But, yeah, it's but true. then I'm like. Feel it, and then I start to feel shortchanged, like I'm putting all this effort in, and you're not. And yeah, then, yeah, yeah. And then, then down at the other end, and this is like you know, as a, a small handful, a small handful of people that I've been involved with, probably if they all sat around a table and got together, they'd be like, after going out with me, they'd be going, I didn't really want to do all that. Yeah, <laughs> like, it's like a Tony Robbins course like, you didn't sign up to. Yeah. What's how that happened? Yeah, well, that- why was I walking on coals after two weeks? I don't even like. <laughs> on the first yeah. date, why, why did he bring? Why did yeah. he bring that? Yeah, why did he bring that? Uh, a microphone and a pulpit to talk from. What's going yeah. on here? <laughs> That's so funny. But like, I won't know I'm doing it because the th- the bit that I am aware of is like I know I talk a lot, mm-hmm. so I've sort of tried over years to get better at, at just remembering to shut the fuck up and say. Oh, I mean, I now can't do that. Turn. Like. If someone doesn't, if someone doesn't talk, I'm going to talk. So you yeah, better talk. Yeah. You know what I mean, it's like because I find I went to meet someone the other day, my, my friend, and uh, she talks a lot, and I found myself just sitting quietly. She was like, oh, "I've been talking for ages." You say something. I was like, "No, I'm actually alright." Sure? I normally, I, this is quite good. <laughs> no, seriously, get her on there. She, she'd be, she probably like, she'd make me seem like a wallflower. Um, but yeah, it's, it's quite nice, just sort of thinking. I think karmically as well, I feel like a bit. It cleanses my. Sometimes I think, oh, why am I talking too much? Am I like hogging the thing? If someone yeah. else hogs it, or, or that's why I quite like it when people come to me and they're they're not. I don't like them. They're depressed or they're in a bad way or they're 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 you know, struggling. But yeah. it makes you feel good to help. Like yes, no. They're like yeah. sorry to bother with this. I'm like no. This is good for me. I got so much help off, off so many people over the years. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is good for me. It's totally guilt free. I get to talk to you and I get to do something good for someone else because like it's not that you don't want to do that it's just that sometimes if you're in a shitty position you're not in a position to be able to do it for other people but now I am in one it feels great it's like and another thing I was just thinking then like about how you found it's not clear like you don't manipulate people like I've had times in my life where if I, this always happens and this is what normally happens with me relationships and why it breaks down at least for the last relationships I always no matter how how cocky I think I'm being how like charismatic I think I'm being the role will always go into me, the broken person, then the carer. Even if I was, I was 31 and I started seeing a girl who was 21, she still mm. started looking after me. I'm like, you're mm. a kid. Mm. Not, in a, not in a sick, weird way, but yeah, mm. just, I, met her, I met her and so we sort of had a little thing for a bit. But mm. even that, even this kid was like, I need to take care of you. I'm like, you're like, you, you don't even, <laughs> this yeah. is totally weird. That's um, it. We have, we have, we've got roles and also because like you say, subconsciously people are 
thrown together who without knowing it unless they do loads of work on it mm. they might not know what what dynamics they go after because those dynamics were normal when you were little so yeah, it's not exactly. like you're actually looking for it it's just that it won't feel no. you won't you won't see a red flag where there might be one mm. uh, that's the the hard way of putting it but the other way of putting it is just that it's familiar so if yeah. if you've if you've gone with someone who tutted at, if you grew up with parents tutting at you and not taking much notice mm-hmm. and then you start going out with someone and you really like them and everything but then once you get comfortable with each other they're tutting at you and not Tut really enough you won't you, you will not go excuse me don't do that to me yeah because actually you've, it's so normal to you you won't even see it it's only when that yeah. tutting and all that turns into something slightly more insidious or strong or controlling. Slapping. And, and well, yeah, you know, yeah. You know, all forms of how, you know, from whatever gradient. Toxicity. Toxicity and control. Mm. Some, it takes people years yeah. to, to realise or be able to even admit sometimes that, that they are in relationships where someone's really unfairly controlling it. But what's yeah. interesting is when I did a lot of learning about... Uh, a lot of time, but like I say, a lot of time, though... The person who's controlling it, again, they're not trying to control it. It's just sort of somehow it happens in this weird, strange way where mm. they might be that sort of personality. And before you know it, you're both like, how has this happened? It's like, they're not, I'm not saying that this person, they're imaginary, so I don't know who this person is. But like, again, they don't, they don't seek you out to like, right, I'm going to get this guy, make him fall for me over the course of a year, get him to love me, and mm. then start no. being an absolute bitch. No, it's, no, just, no. it's how they're wired and how you're yeah. wired. And, and also- it just goes, zoom. Like seriously controlling people, although it's like it's not it's not uh, good. It's not uh, in lots of cases it's not forgivable, isn't it? Because mm. if the person's never going to own it, or they never, because mm. most people are like, if you're going into the spectrum where you're into like proper narcissists and coercive control, yeah, it's, 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 it's fucking nasty. bad. But those people, what in most cases those people are trying to do actually is not they are controlling a person, but what they're really trying to control is the their universe. They want to yeah. keep it a certain shape, just like. You know, someone, someone with. Uh, f- I'm not going to use OCD as a as a an accurate phrase, but you know, if if you whatever, it, we, I think we've all got bits of us that are quote unquote OCD, and it's not like you probably don't really care that that thing is there. What you care about is not feeling what you feel when that thing isn't there. So say that again. Say that again. When when you so like if you're if you're trying to control a person, for example, yeah. with your behaviour. Yeah. It's not because you're sitting there thinking, I want to control that person. Mm. It's because not controlling them makes you so uncomfortable. You have to you have to say what you need for the thing to stop. So if you're jealous, for example, you don't sit there and go, I'm going to be jealous and petty. What happens yeah. is you just become unreasonable when the yeah. person you love goes out. So you say so you you invent a way of saying what you need to say so that the other person is like oh right okay shit so maybe yeah. I shouldn't do that and, it's and, and it can be so small that it can be so small I, I, yeah. w- I was involved with someone that and we were really into each other and I, I don't think of her badly at all but when I think back at when I was last sort of intensely in love mm-hmm. there was a bit quite near the beginning where after the never ever been off the phone bit right yeah. and just being completely like look at us this is amazing we're both doped up on yeah, pure oh, yeah. love, right? Uh, and then, and then it's like, okay, so, like a month into it, it's like, I'm off to do this other thing, and and one of you might be like, yeah, well, like, I'll be here, like, keep me posted the whole time, 
and and you want to be because you're both like a bit addicted but then it can be yeah. a bit like I've not heard from you from like a couple of hours or or I, I remember once getting in getting in from a night out and f- just falling asleep you know like probably intending to say hey I'm back and blah blah, blah. but then it was like the person checking in in a way that was like like you really had me worried like why why would you not how do you not understand but it was like the distance apart that we were was not it wasn't you know it's like I wasn't living with the person it's not like where the hell were you last night it's like I lived on my own and the person the other person was miles away Uh, so like but but then you'll have a little tiff about it and then say oh don't worry you know I, I get it next time I'll I won't. I won't like noted. Won't you know, noted. I won't. I won't come home and fall asleep without letting you know that I'm safely. And that's that's quite innocent sounding. But if yeah. you don't watch it, and I'm saying this sort of it, stuff could go yeah, either way. Yeah, it's very by the way. slow. It's very very slow. Like all things are. It's like it's like no one no one goes from like goes from like I don't know going out to beating their the partner in like a mm. second. But it just becomes a thing where you get pissed, you have an argument, kids. It just slowly, slowly becomes a really abusive relationship. Mm. And I reckon once you stop it, it ends and the police come. Even the guy who's, who's the abuser, if it's a guy, then he's like, I don't know why this is, how this even happened. Actually, no, I love this person. This is totally weird. Why is I this think, even happening? I think you get, I think you get categories of people who you can be a, a, a bad mix and both not have learned what you need. And people yeah. can, people can learn how to, uh, own their behavior and then learn yeah. and move on and whatever yeah. right yeah and then get better at the thing right that does happen yeah but i think in my experience like through the years where i've been single really 10 years and i don't i'm not always dating because i haven't always got the energy for it but yeah. i've met enough people who like you know when they tell me how the person that they were with or that they had kids with or whatever has treated them it's literally shocking how many people, yeah. how many women have kids and are ma- or married with uh, someone who's literally like, effectively, they feel like they're not really supposed to go out or they shouldn't buy this or wear that yeah. or like it's like unbelievable. Whereas the other way around, um, you know, I, I, I know lots of people and I've talked about it with, with people in that profession and, uh, you know, like who look after families and couples and whatever, that mm-hmm. there is, there is an, a, a version. You can have that as well with a, with a, a female, a female or, a, or, a, or within a, a female, female relationship or mixed relationships or whatever. Right. Yeah. But, but there tends to be sort of like, just if you just say in the, in the old fashioned male, female, cis sort of couple world, you tend to get men being controlling in a way that is literally like dominant and fear-based and uh, yeah. don't make me angry. Yeah. Or, you know, you need to be worried or scared, like that's really horrible. But yeah. in in, um, in cases where, where it's the woman who is out of control with controlling things, that tends to be a much more psychological... Like yeah, really get inside your head. Yeah, yeah, really head fucking. That's very ba- the man version is very basic. You do that, I'm gonna I'll bang you out. The woman's like gonna get into your uh, your. And that's what's that. I always find it's quite interesting actually. There's a debate like, what is more bad? I, 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 if, if you could do a scientific, I don't know how you'd work out the scale of this. Mm. One 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 physical slap, bang, or six months of psychological abuse from a woman to a man. Do you know? I'm not saying either's right. They're both no, wrong. But like, saying. which is like obviously instantly you think right. Well, instantly the main one is the is the is the smack. But then like 
What would I rather? One smack or like the sort of head fuckery that can come that takes years to unpack from... Mm. Do you know what I mean? And one of them, you would get like prison time and one of them, you get nothing because it's just like, well, she's just being a bit of a dick. Well, this is... I know we've gone... It's quite funny we started oh, I'm not off saying, going... Sorry, well, hey, I quickly say, no. I, don't want, I don't want this to be like, I'm going to get women. I mean, men can no, do no, the head no. fuckery as well. I'm just saying, I'm just using the men versus women example. Yeah, no, I like, understand what we're yeah. saying. I'm just, I'm just noting that... Uh, yeah. It's funny, we started off going, hey, hey, comedy partnerships, and now... Yeah, it's gone down, it's, it's we, all right. But it's, it's okay, right? So what I want to say there is uh, I've, I've, I've experienced either within friends, family groups, my own life, and, you know, people around me and very near me, mm. I've experienced all the different types quite close up uh, of, of, of that behaviour not being good and not being... Which there. one? Uh, well, all of it, violent, yeah, all of it, know, yeah, yeah. coercive control, fucking yeah. manipulation, yeah. Uh, being scared of a angry, violent person. Um, you yeah. know, I've seen it all over the years yeah. uh, in various guises. Uh, and what I think is that it's funny. Like, obviously, I understand what you're saying. It's like, you know, and I'm not even mentioning sexual abuse. I've got no, I've got no experience of that, but I. And more people are talking about those kind of things now and yeah. I am having conversations suddenly with friends where those conversations were never had for years and like that I can't be, I can't imagine the torture that can cause for some people right yeah uh but but when yeah so when when you when when people who uh help people who are in abusive relationships you know their daily schedule is going to be a, a combination of those people right like over yeah, a week, yeah, yeah. if you're if you're helping people out of abusive relationships, or you yeah. like so you win, you you run a whatever a, a women's centre, or or if you if you get involved with families so where where there's dysfunction and you're protecting kids or whatever, right? Obviously, there's going to be there's going to be very different scenarios in different households. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. I think I think that what's started happening over the years is that people have realised that even though it seems obvious, like you said, to say that violence or sexual abuse feels like it belongs on the highest podium. Yeah. What what they've started to recognise, at least, is that psychological abuse or coercive control, mm. even if you're never physically threatened or sexually assaulted or anything like that, like the nature of that can be so powerful and can totally fucking rewire someone's entire fucking experience yeah and, and what they feel like about themselves and all that that it is actually the case that now i don't know i don't really understand how how this works but it it, it is now illegal it is now like the law is violence now, in a way no, no no the law the law now will prosecute for coercive control wow. now Here's it's an, so great. How do you know? Like, that's what's so hard about it. How do, do you know what I mean? Like, it's like, because it's all like, because when you coercive control, it's like, well, I told her to do this and she did it. It's like, she did it. It's like, or, or, or he did it, whatever. Do you know what I mean? It's like, how, how do you know? I don't know. It must be so hard to prove. Yeah, I suppose, I think it's, it, probably, it's hard yeah, for people to even realize it's happening to them. That's the first that's thing. That's what I mean. It's that's a what I mean. kind of an injury, right? Where yeah. you think of an injury from someone hurting someone physically. <laughs> 
they know that that's happened. Now, that doesn't mean, by the way, that they go, all oh, right, I know this is happening. I'm going to do something about this because this is definitely yeah. something that shouldn't be happening. People don't because of the fear and because yeah. of uh, internalizing shame and because of yeah. uh, their confidence has been knocked by the person so they just yeah. don't feel worthy and all the rest of it and more than likely they already didn't feel worthy because someone already did that to them when they were younger right yeah. now with coercive control mm. it's like it's like when they talk about like C- CPTSD uh, mm. com- complex, complex post-traumatic stress disorder yeah you're, you're getting slow death by a thousand cuts if you like you're getting slowly injured again and again in yeah. a way that might not physically hurt you but the end result of it will do the same to your confidence and you your might sense kill of yourself self. well exactly people do right you know? yeah and um but what, what i'm saying is, is is tricky is the fact that like i'm saying even the person who is the coercive one might be doing it also subconsciously they don't realize they're doing it do you know what i mean because it's such yeah. a, it can be such a slow as you said of a thousand cuts they don't realize these tiny little cuts are happening they almost can't see it it's, it's like it's not so much in my in my mind it's not so much I'm not saying that's not possible. I'm just saying I think what's quite not likely... Not always, obviously, not always. What's, what's quite likely is the person doing behaving in whatever way hmm. doesn't behave like that all the time. No. So when they have their jealous Friday night thing hmm. and then they're in a mood, da-da-da, and whatever, yeah. but then like on Saturday they're having a nice time and they're out with their mates and they're having a laugh, then yeah. neither of those people for years and years will maybe thinking you're a controlling nutter or the person might not be thinking I'm a controlling nutter. Yeah. It might be like, oh, we, we, that, that's part of our circle, but it isn't always there. So like, we're just fiery or da, 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 or whatever. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but, um, no, sorry. You go on. You were going to say something. No, I, I can't remember what I was going to say. I was just, I was going to say, uh, it's weird though. Cause like, because I, I have both, I can see both sides because I've got issues with abandonment and like mm. being left alone and I have such high anxiety that like and I never ever it's never ever justified I'm saying it right it's never ever justified but I always try and put myself in the, when I hear something something bad happens I try and put myself in a position of both people and think what would it feel I've been in that position and I've also been in that position and, and like what I'm going to say is mm. even those people who are becoming controlling and, and coercive there's definitely something going on they've got some sort of trauma where they oh, don't yeah. want to be abandoned like, like I, and that, and they, that's and what, that's so what I, I was getting I always remember, yeah, when I used to like watch, it, I used to like read articles, and they'd say like, um, you know, a woman or a man, uh, you know, was someone's lover was fa- uh, was found guilty today of like basically getting their wife or, or or husband and like killing them and putting them in the attic. It's like it sounds insane, but yeah. you if you if you haven't got those anxiety attachment things where you just can't breathe or, or work or do anything because you think they're going to leave me, then you don't know how much anxiety a human being can feel if they they've been wired the wrong way. Do you oh, know yeah, what I mean? Absolutely, and it's, and it's totally always, wrong. It's always a trauma cycle. It's always, you know, like, you know, you only have to watch, like, at the very extreme end, if you watch, like, Mindhunter on Netflix, which is about, like, the worst murderers ever. Charles Manson and stuff. Right. And uh, it's about, like, the the, the, uh, the, the psychologist, I can't remember yeah. the job title of it, like a cop who's a, who's a psychologist who wants yeah. to understand serial killers. Every right. single one of them no yeah. one can defend a single thing they've done but it's always it's so always clear when you look in the past it's so clear uh, what yeah, happens exactly basically. it's always trauma anyone like so like back at the soft end of it where we can be a bit of an arsehole 
because when you know just our style when we're in a relationship or with a friendship or whatever mm. or with someone at work that they ask us to do something we don't want to do or someone you know whatever it is and that and triggers the, us a yeah, little side comes out mm. uh these are Charles Manson side. Like, oh God, sorry about that. <laughs> but these are these are these are usually like little wounds, little yeah. wounds. That, this is what I'm saying. Where when someone's being controlling, they are just trying to not feel the wound they've got. Now I'm not, mate. Of course, I'm not excusing I mean, them. No, no, no. But listen, I, I'm listen. I, I'm not sticking up for him. But like Charles Manson is actually a great example. I mean. Look, he might, he's done some horrendous things, right? But, like, what do you expect this person to be like? His mum swapped him for a bottle of beer when he was seven years old. He was locked in a borstal getting raped at 12. He, and, and then he was locked in there for, like, 15 years, right? Mm. Like, why do you expect him to have any respect for the government or this world? You'd be like, this world fucked me. And, like, obviously, mm. he's still, you know, if you were really well, he'd do therapy. But, like, he's just this wild guy who's been put in prison, mistreated, slapped about, beaten, given up by his mum. And it's like, now you want me to come out of here and just play by the rules? I don't know the rules. The rules don't make any sense to me like yeah, you don't know exactly. pain. i know a pain that you can't even fathom like and obviously so, there'll be there'll be other people who that happen to they don't end up being charles manson yeah but, but exactly but that's not that's just luck but do you the, know what i mean also it's like in a weird way with him it's like the the i want to use the word quality in the wrong way mm. the quality or the sort of uh the the depth of his ability to control and his charisma mm. and to sound convincing and for his ego to translate into being an amazing communicator yeah. made him able this is what like cult leaders are right make, makes someone persuasive now mm. you know when you think about it if that same person with that same ab- inherent ability in their mm. brains had not been abused they might have ended up being like an amazing like priest or fucking yeah politician but communicator of ideas and like because all the things he was saying is quite buddhist you know i mean he wasn't a great guy but you're like let go of your ego but like this is what a lot of people do they say like there is no you but then they'll they retain the control themselves but like like he, he basically came out of prison and it was the 60s he'd been in prison for 10 years has a guitar people mm. are looking for these you know it's cool to be a hippie he's like well i've got nothing he's like mm. he's the real deal to these people they're like yeah. what you've been in prison he's like so he's probably thinking yeah well this is pretty cool you like this dear sick i can show you more of this i've got a knife i've got a gun whoa yeah do you like yeah. this dear do you want yeah. more of this pa, 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 pa. love but, me but also case in point yeah he was particularly attractive to lost people yeah and they probably all felt genuinely bonded like oh my god you get it i finally met someone who gets it yeah so you get it i get it he's attracting those people those mm-hmm. people are attracted to him now i don't think he knows that well maybe he did know because he was pretty smart but yeah. i don't think it's as straightforward as just being like what i'll do is i'll go i'll i will he's not written down i'll find a person who is lost yeah. blah, no, blah, blah. No, no. it's just like it happens organically. It's always us like, and them, isn't it? You know, in a, when you when you start liking people and and then not liking other people, like even in like youth culture, where it's like, yeah, we'll us us with this haircut and these trainers will hang around together, and their yeah. motherfucker, and, and we like this music and we don't like yeah. those lot. That's like all a, bar one knobheads over there when we look yeah. at those cool trendies here. It's like look, we're all just doing that. Our is thing. all us pairing off or yeah. partitioning who we feel like comfortable with against other yeah. people and thinking in some way we're superior to those guys right this is like the yeah. cool pub over the road is like the- but that's what they do to us what's hilarious how funny is that they're yeah. doing the same thing to us look at these fucking deadbeats with the skinny jeans we're going yeah. look at these losers with their ties and shirts <laughs> it's exactly it's funny because like 
it's funny because like when you when people talk about like prejudice obviously very important issues of sexism racism homophobia and all that comes up all the time as the things that we're trying to fix but what's interesting is nobody nobody ever says why the fuck are we all so uptight about this these slight little groups that we fit into like so if you think like and I'm not using it as an example for any loaded reason, but if you think of an episode of a sketch show like Little Britain or whatever, and then you go, yeah. right, we need a bunch of characters of the, the different types, and you get, like, like we said before, fox hunters, posh, yellow cords, then you've got, like, uh, swanky media types, and then you've got, like, uh, like kind of really bang average Weatherspoons pub, and then you've got uh, wanky coffee place, but then you've got, you know, kebab van, and yeah, all these yeah. things mean different things. And we like laughing at the ones who aren't us. Yeah, we find it funny. Yeah, it's yeah. It's fucking but weird, isn't it? What's, what, what I find, I quite, but what I'm, I'm actually quite good at this. I don't think some, some people are, some people aren't. I'm sure you're the same. I can laugh at the ones that are me as well. Like, fucking, that is so me. Uh, that's, you know, I, yeah. Well, it, I think that's healthy thing. if you can. That's, that's yeah. definitely we're not. So, I, yeah, I love, we're so cliche. <laughs> I, I like being self deprecating. Yeah. It's like you got to see like anyone who's walking around thinking I'm original. No, you're not. You're just another one of that. You're like, mm. you know what I mean? It's just the, the everyone in bands trying to everyone's dressing sort of the same. If you were a true original, you wouldn't have any friends. You'd be like, this guy's fucking weird. I don't know what word he's using. He's wearing a fucking ice cream box on his head or whatever. <laughs> do you know what I mean like? <laughs> also, you, like yeah. even for any one person to say they're original, well that mm. means that that word's now been used up. Original. Yeah. Like, well, you yeah. can't be original. He was original. You have to be someone else. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's not very original need, to use the word original. You need, you need to invent your own word that is the ori- yeah. new, like, a more original than original and then say yeah, that. Yeah, that's true. I remember my mate, it's quite funny, actually. My mate, my mate Luke, when I was a kid, he basically went, went, on, went to Thailand traveling for like six weeks. I'm going to find myself, man. And he got the word individual written up his left arm. And it's, but it was, it was in like Thai writing, it said individual. And I was like, cool. And then he bumped into a guy with the exact same tattoo. Said, I don't fucking believe this. <laughs> Do you know individual in this. I literally said you the day to someone right um there was a that gag i know that's real but there was a gag yeah. of that in an episode of harry enfield's tv show in the 90s and Which what it episode? was it was a it was a it was a sketch. i watched that as well so i would have, i feel like i should have known that it was a sketch about a band and they did they basically were like they were supposed to be like emf or something and they were being okay they they had this ridiculous song rabble rousers basically it was they had this ridiculous song that was made that that was like basically when they did the video the joke was all their lyrics were from like the signs that you get in windows in the shops like these are the last few days huge okay. reductions baby <laughs> and all that <laughs> yeah, right and then they interviewed yeah, the band members because they were just doing funny like wanky little pop stars yeah. and yeah there was one lad he had an individual on his neck and he said why'd you get that and he goes well my mates had one. <laughs> cool yeah so exactly, I can't exactly believe, that's thing, amazing yeah. that someone would actually get get that yeah in. My and mate then also Luke, in another language because then yeah du- it's high double deep <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't, I, it must have gone to the same place but yeah very very funny um, I tell you what, I, do you know what are your friends um, are your friends are your listeners comedy savvy because I remember right there's this one sketch right which was on Harry Enfield and friends I can't remember which uh, Harry Enfield series it was but it was so funny and I remember laughing my head off right so it was it was him playing an actor. Right? The, the, the gag was it was him uh, doing a role. And they were like, and action. And he go and he said it in like it was like in a posh English Lord Darcy thing, Lord, Dar- Lord Darcy sort of sketch. And he went, uh, the, the something is surpassable. Uh, the, 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 he said a word, and then he goes. Then he just made this sound. He suddenly went, wow. 
And he goes, uh, Kurt, he goes, why do you do that? He's like, what? It's like, ah, oh, David, it's like, that sound, he, can't, he couldn't not make that sound. But like, I've never been able to fi- find the sketch. I don't Does recognize any- that. He suddenly goes, <laughs> so, and then, Was it Harry and Enfield? And he goes, what? Harry Enfield, yeah. And he just, he can't seem to not do it when he's doing his sketch. He's like, why do you keep doing that sound? He's like, what sound? It's like, but it's, it's, it was hilarious. Let but me I've see if I can find it. Harry Enfield. To find it, and I don't know where it is. Miss Hetherington, I have noticed that your usual high spirits have been sadly absent. I must know your intentions, Lieutenant. <laughs> <laughs> Just to check timings. Uh, can what's what is there a delay like if if I say one and you say two let's right. see what the difference is one two three four five right six so, yeah we're seven. fine Wait, that's cool, yeah. <laughs> just for a minute there I couldn't was... remember what the fucking answer was five oh, what's the next one uh, six shit it's actually no it's quicker than that so yeah, yeah. Do, do one more I'll just make a noise after it go on am I going to make a noise and yeah. you make another you say noise? one and I'll make I'll just I'll just you just make a noise and I'll make one straight after well, why, don't, why don't we why don't we do like Harry Enfield noises but like quick okay go on then <laughs> okay great work perfect great amazing that's the perfect amazing. it's the perfect test for uh delay yeah because what you want it's best with noises because if you have like a, a number i've got to then do some mathematics to be able to think well then I, even if it's basic like the next one in the in the in the queue you know if it's six i've got to say seven but still i have to go it still takes a little bit of time for the brain but at least with the noise it's just <laughs> it's like it's quick <laughs> basic oh god i hate numbers i do i'm I fucking hate them don't get them i just don't understand a lot it's like a language i just don't understand it's like i understand they're really important and they they They've kind of unlocked our ability to understand and measure and build and all this stuff, right? Mm. But it's strange, isn't it? We're the only ones. We have numbers. Apart from horses who can do clop, clop, clop. But they've just learned it off humans. What, they can count clops? Well, they, they can clop their hooves on the floor, like they say, f- two plus two. Like they teach, you can teach a horse to add up. But do they know what they're doing? Or are they just going like, if you give a dog, mm. you know, they just, are they sort of, is it a different. They're doing it different. They're not going too. Too. Well, that's, too, too. that's just what we're doing, though, really, isn't it? They're just noises. We've we've learned what the noises yeah, mean. Yeah, true, true. Everything's just noise. Yeah, so I mean, my name, Richard, is just a noise. That's my noise, and yours is Nico. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. I say the noise Nico, and you go yes. Yeah, it's fucking bananas. Yeah, but, and um, it is. You notice it's true when someone will, someone will shout like in the street, "You bitch," and I go, "Yeah," because it's like, "Oh, that's not my noise." So that's it's nearly my noise. noise. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Funny. Um, yeah, mm. what, were t- what were we talking about then before we got onto this? Well, we got about... very heavy, but that's all right. Yeah. What I wanted to say was, I don't think we need to go back to the, the heavy to the dark heaviness. place. But what I do want to say is, um, I've learned a lot about that stuff, which mm. sadly is because I've had to, because I've had to deal with a bunch of situations with people. Mm. But what's interesting is, firstly, I think like, not many of us get to go through life without encountering some of that behavior and the more you can learn and the more you can understand it the better even if it's not happening now Mm. or if you've just got out of it or whatever right or if you're in it and you're thinking hang on something's fucking off here i need to learn what's going on i do think it's really important i think it's the sort of thing we should be being taught as we grow up to Mm -hmm. 
to Spot educate it. ourselves about what is and isn't good behavior and what dynamics are and mm-hmm. what 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 dysfunction looks like so that we know when it's happening and it's not good yeah do you um, know what's really on that, on that note right someone handed me something the other day which really applied to my life because what happens to me right she said and it's really I th- as soon as I heard this I thought wow it's really sorted my head out she said it was just a quote or it was like a, a psychologist saying that listen like when the when you're in a an emotionally ambiguous relationship when you're like say you just got with someone you don't know if they like you or not you don't know if they're you know they're, they're pushing they're pulling they're sort of like treating mm. you not so great that releases more endorphins than being in a stable relationship so you're yes. actually getting high yes. from the anxiety that's causing so you think you like this person so you're thinking well I feel so great this must be great but it's like hang on and she said what you should do is write down a piece of paper coldly what their behaviors and actions are and if they're not good leave because it might feel great but when you can see in the in the cold light of day what they're actually doing that's sometimes a good reason to not be there because you're so, you're confused and high because your your brain's releasing all these chemicals you're like yeah but it's like it's like you're a, absolutely right there's like not knocking love because yeah. love's great but i but know for a the fact right that kind of love the right p- kind of love is part great. of what i've had to learn is that mm. yeah the exciting don't know where i stand but i really fancy you bit what I always thought was like longing and love actually turns mm. out that some of the mix in that chemical mix, some of it is just like love and like and, attraction, yeah. but some of it, yeah, was was being on edge. Pure anxiety, yeah. It's yeah, like yeah. going on stage, like fucking a buzz, like, like woo! Sort of a cortisol. Yeah, spike because you're scared, mm. you're frightened. It's just it's like sending chemicals to get you through it, but that can get confused as love and, in- and in- be very intoxicating. But it's actually very unhealthy for you, and I, that's why sometimes I can meet someone. They're so nice and lovely. They're really caring. They really like me. They they give me all what I want. I'm like ah, oh, boring. It's like, no, no, that's the thing that you need that can be sustained for a long time. Do you know what I mean? You yeah. can't have that constant anxiety and have a kid with someone because it's just chaos. Mm. You're not going to relax. And if you come from a from a childhood where that was the base emotion oh yeah. my god they're going to leave me again then the, you just it becomes yeah. also or i'm uh, going to be disapproved of or comforting. it's going to be yeah. your, your brain's like, ah i'm home I can, i'm back at home i might be doing something wrong and i need to make yeah. sure i stay on uh on the good books yeah i need to stay on my my newspaper like a puppy and not we on yeah. the floor yeah exactly. like do you know what i mean yeah it's, in, anyway. it's interesting stuff but <clears throat> but um what i wanted Don't to say happy. to the to the listeners really is that a couple of weeks ago uh, someone got in touch with me on Instagram who I've never spoken to before and it's a strange one in a way because she got in touch and said I see that you've got a podcast and so I, I put a, I, I uh, wrote something underneath a post that was about kind of like uh, coercive stuff and yeah. relationships and whatever I just sort of said something that I hoped was supportive to someone posted something you know on a yeah. on a on a Instagram post, and this person went, "Hello, I've just saw your thing, and I see you've got a podcast. Like, oh, you know, I'd love to go on a podcast because I want to tell my story about what happened to me." And I was like, "Well, I'm not really a really serious kind of like, uh, you know, it's not loose women. Do you know what I mean? Like, or like uh, a Radio Four show, like with with uh, telling telling dark stories type thing. But but we but." But the person was being really nice, so I had a chat with her, and uh, and then I was trying to explain. Well, you know, I'm up for having a chat if it helps you, because she was saying she wants she wants to start telling people, blah blah blah, and the reason she wanted to start processing us things she went through in a relationship is because she was one of the first people in this country 
to get someone prosecuted with coercive control. So, oh, so say that again. So, what? She's one of the first people to try who, and prosecute. Who's who's been who, who's been able to con- get a conviction against wow. a partner who was uh, under the grounds of coercive control. So see, we had a, we had I a big chat. Interesting. We had a big chat on the phone. So just firstly, just wanted to see like. I don't know, like, you know, like, what shape the person's in. Like, I don't just yeah, want to yeah, go, yeah. hey, come on the podcast, welcome. Yeah, let's broadcast you to the world. Yeah, whoa. But anyway, whoa, whoa, whoa. we had a chat, and it was very enlightening, and I just felt, you know, like, it, I felt so sorry for her, and, and she was really, really, did a really great job of uh, being quite measured and explaining what happened. So what I wanted to say to the listeners is... That is heavy. I am going to meet her. I'm definitely going to have a chat. But do we feel that we'd be comfortable with that as a as a podcast episode, uh, giving this person a chance to tell their story? You know, it's it's not the sort of thing I go looking for for this show. But I just thought I didn't have the heart to say to someone, "Oh yeah, I don't really do that," because it was like, yeah. I mean, this is the thing, no. me, right? Yeah. I as soon as she sort of told me a couple of things, I immediately like care that that person wants to, wants to talk about it so yeah, yeah, anyway yeah. watch this space uh wow. that might be something that i do in the next that's interesting couple isn't of it? weeks and that what i find interesting is though like again if, with this let, let's not go down this road again now but like mm. with the coercive control thing like it is it, it, again it's so complicated isn't it because like imagine you've got a girl or you've got a girlfriend or a boyfriend who is sort of uh got really bad issues and they are got trauma from there when they're a kid where something mm-hmm. happened and the only way that they learned to get love was they, they get such bad anxiety they might feel like killing themselves now mm-hmm. in a relationship you go if you leave I'm going to kill myself like they're mm-hmm. not they're not doing that to manipulate they're doing that because they, they might feel that now but then if you then stay mm-hmm. with them because of that they've sort of emotionally controlled you there but like Absolutely. they're just they're also like not happy they're not they're not like thinking that's not from a place of power like no, well if you leave all, I'm going to kill yeah. myself that's it's, like ah! it's it's yeah that's at the the, the extreme end of of uh what you shouldn't be doing to another human being and it is uh yeah you know telling giving them the responsibility that you know if you leave i'm going to be this it's like exactly we also be like well that's not that's nothing to do with me it's there has to be a point where it's look i hope you're okay but i am not here to save you but the small but the smaller version of that is whenever we act in a way that that i'll be unhappy Hmm. and it obviously like there's a there's a there's a there's a fine line between not a fine line there's a big fat line between if you act like an asshole and you're letting me down that makes me unhappy that's one thing but saying if you if you go and do that or if you don't do that i you will see that i am i am not happy and i will not be happy with you and i will withdraw my love that's where like manipulation and control can can come in mm. so anyway, you're essentially because yeah. you're essentially in a relationship you're like you're a drug addict and the dealer yeah, has been yeah. dealing you drugs and now he's going i'm going to cut that supply off no 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 I, I need that shit give it here give it here i'll do anything to get that and that's what it, that is essentially what's happening well that's why that's why they talk about if you're recovering from dealing with someone who's properly like got like some narcissist mm. stuff going on yeah the way the thing that you need to learn is how to not give them their supply anymore which is different from fighting with them. Yeah. In fact, it's the opposite. Uh, to learn how to minimise the amount of drama or how much you engage in a sort of tug-of-war with a person, there's all sorts of information out there on these subjects about uh, yeah. 
dealing with narcissists and anyone in it who's interested in that subject, which is usually not for a very fun reason, you get on YouTube and uh, you know you get all sorts of good and bad people making content yeah. about these things. But if you yeah. just have a look at what narcissistic supply is, mm. if you've never heard of it before, just go and have a look at that, and it start, starts to make sense mm-hmm. how there might be a way to free yourself from controlling people because yeah if you if you are a narcissist you mean oh and if you're dealing with a narcissist yeah okay fine. to try well, and I mean, recover from yeah, dealing okay. with a narcissist or to try and get away from a narcissist sure sure you sure. need to learn that the what they operate on is is uh if you like a supply that they get from you of sort of drama and uh push me pull you and mm-hmm. whatever and then when you start behaving in a different way, then you know they're not able to control you anymore. Yeah, it's not. It's not saying like not that you want to say it as bluntly as like it's a choice if you want to be controlled. It's not. It's like but there are things you can do to free yeah. yourself. Take your power back, but it, yeah, it's not easy. Back, exactly, and it, it, it takes work, and it takes having to do work on finding out all the bits of you that are uh, and I'm, I'm using this phrase about myself so I'm not knocking mm-hmm. anyone else all the bits of me that were a bit of a walkover or mm-hmm. that could be easily influenced or as a bit of a mug couldn't yeah. just learn this stuff and go I need to do this I actually first I had to literally learn oh my fucking god I let I let someone talk like that or treat me like that or yeah. lean on me that way and then I'll I'll fold or whatever so like it takes it takes time to get to know yourself well enough to then yeah, be yeah. able to go right. I'm now going to use these new fucking skills. Tools. And I, I think can- the main thing to do is, is is basically always just like daily, however, however as much as you can, always just check in with yourself. Like, am I happy? And just have a little inventory, like not just with relationships. Like, like I might mm. be doing a job which you might think is amazing, but am I actually happy? Mm. Or have I just got this job because it's you know just like that sort of thing? Like, sure, this person's same thing with a relationship. Like. I mean, I'm having a good time, but like, is this is this what I want to be doing? Do you know what I mean? And it's like, is this actually good or is this bad? Like, and just checking with yourself because also when you do that as well, you'll find there's shit you can be doing uh, separate from you and them where you're also treating yourself bad. Like that, that, do you know what I mean? It's like it's not just yeah. them that's treating you bad; you're treating yourself bad. So yeah. even I'm even I've sort of become a slave to my own brain. Mm. I'm being a fucking little narcissist to myself inside my own head. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Um, also, part of that, what you're just saying is uh, when you say, like, am I okay? And you think, well, when you ask that question out loud just now, someone listening might go, "Uh, actually, I don't know, right? I don't know what that means because they're not in tune with if they're okay or not because because that stuff might be normal to them. But one question you can ask yourself, right, is what does my body feel like what do, my, what do I actually physically feel like in this situation, whether it's mm. working at this place, when I'm, on a, when I'm with that partner or that friend or whatever? Like, let's, yeah, obviously, like, love relationships are part of it. But when you think about, you've got seven, well, let's just make it simpler. You've got three different mates who you regularly see for a drink and a catch-up. If mm. you ask yourself as an experiment, what do I or, or like if you compare that to being being out with your best mate for a drink, being out with some workmates that you sort of get on with but you're not really sure, and then uh, Sunday lunch at the in-laws, and as an experiment, you went right those three three different categories. I'm gonna that day or when I'm there, I'm gonna secretly go off to like the toilet. I'm gonna write down what does my body feel like with these people, 
Yeah. You will yeah. you will definitely have a different answer. What you're physically, what your body's literally doing, and yeah, and uh, yeah. so like I I got taught a thing along the way that was like, it's really good for you to be aware of how different situations and people are making you feel because yeah, then yeah. you'll know why you don't like it because then you can go, oh, every time I go around to that person's house. I feel as if I'm having to justify myself and I feel a bit of a knot in my stomach. Then you can yeah. go, then you can know that's happening before you're there and then you can choose what yeah. to do about it. It doesn't necessarily yeah, yeah, mean yeah, 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 you can't yeah, avoid yeah. everyone you want to avoid. No, but no, no, no. no. You, can, just, you can look after yourself a bit with it, you know what I mean? Yeah. I've just really noticed something. I've just really had a big, a little bit of epiphany, not epiphany, but I just realised like that thing that I said earlier about relationships where it's like, I, I, this, the push and pull thing that like uncertainty that you think is is fun and love is actually anxiety I feel like that's the difference between like having a fun having going out on a party with your actual loving friends and going to a celebrity party the celebrity party can feel intoxicating but it's actually just anxiety because you're like oh my god it's him it's them am I, uh, am I who the fuck am I like you're all sort of scared and it, it can feel quite unthrilling but it actually wears you out have you ever done that been to too many famous fat parties and sorry not being like a name yeah, I haven't yeah, dropped no. any names but I, like I, I th- got utterly sick of it for that very reason yeah it's like god this is emotionally exhausting it's like another famous Mate. just like all edgy and confused like hey hi what's your name nice oh yeah cool how's it all going what have you been up to like am i saying the right thing like what the fuck like fuck it's thingy off the tv bollocks fucking hell. i used to watch their tv show oh noise in my head tell you Shit. what not only is that need to go in a minute by the way got five yeah, minutes same. um oh yeah same 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 um, to do as well. <laughs> yeah being at one event and all that that's intense that's like well, like when you host your own party and it's exhausting because yeah. you're trying to be the host but yeah. to be in something like showbiz and be around and try and try and make your career sustainable and all that in that universe where that's what the energy is mm-hmm. that over a long time is is even is even more exhausting because it's that's like, the burnout that's like uh you might not realize it but uh you're not able to be around all that egoic energy you know mm. it's not it's just not going to be good for you you can do it for a bit yeah but if, you, if you're not a, if you're not a narcissist that will soon yeah. start to fucking be something that exactly because they know. get charged up by that they get charged up yes. they get like wow power Supply. But for, you, for you it's like oh i feel yeah oh god this is like gotta I'm be ready yeah big, yeah yeah big, sh- big smile and do the thing but also lots of nodding and listening to all the self-importance like yeah 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 yeah, yeah. that's that's yeah, why yeah. people have cocaine isn't it you know what i mean yeah because it makes them go oh thank god i can deal with all just this join bullshit. in just be the same <laughs> as all them anxiety you want is it have a load of this Woo! so <laughs> we could do a whole other show on uh celebrity and that. yeah that'd be fun actually yeah i'm up for that now listen mate i've i'm off to see a cool little band that live that are in brighton and hove called it's a shame you're not around they call room service okay and uh a couple of them work in like pubs and cafes that i frequent and they're like really cool sort of interesting sexy european types with a with quite a poppy fun cool. I hesitate to say jazzy but you know i'll, I'll let I'll, I'll report back but yeah i'm going to watch room service at the hope and ruin in in brighton awesome yeah well, what are you I was doing? Gonna, my friend, I was going to come and see my friend, uh, uh, my friend Matt Turner. In fact, weird, it was chatting about celebrity people there. His his girlfriend. Do you know Gizzy, the chef? Do you know Gizzy? Oh, you know? what the from the telly, Gizzy Erskine. Yeah, 
Yeah, yeah, yeah, yeah. She's so she's living in my my friend Matt. She's just selling a house down there. But my friend Matt from ages ago, I've known him for like ten years, uh, is living in Brighton, and uh, she's moving in with him while she she let, rents her. Or she sort of sells her flat down here. So anyway, they're, they're living in Brighton now. Oh, so right. I'm gonna come I'm... and see them. So maybe we should all go and hang out together. Oh yeah, that'd be cool. She's great. Yeah, she's lovely. Um, mm. Get some funny little stories out of her. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm gonna be. She's on holiday at the moment, but I was gonna come and just hang out. And we'll go like, yeah, let's go for a little wander or something when, the, when it gets a bit warmer. I mean, it's warm anyway, but, you know, when it's not nice. Warmer than the European heat wave that's the highest temperatures ever recorded. Is that coming? Is that coming here? <laughs> Is that coming here? No, it's just in Europe. It's just a funny okay, time yeah. to say it. Four to I fucking degrees. hope not, because last year we only had it for about three or four days and it, I just it wanted to be dead the whole time. <laughs> yeah, mate, I've got air conditioning. I bought an air conditioning unit in the winter and it's absolutely heavenly. Yeah. It's like, oh my God, it sucks all the hot air out, blows, blows freezing cold air in. And because I live in like a dodgy place where I don't pay the bills, like I can just leave it running for the whole time. <laughs> it's oh, you're giving all your secrets away now, mate. I know. Anyway, no, I don't. No, I don't. No, you don't. No, he doesn't. Upstanding citizen here. <laughs> Mate, it's been, been a pleasure. Uh, yep. I'll give you a shout. I should be in London soon, so we can never do this to each other's faces yeah, over a, a wooden table. <laughs> Wicked. All right, mate. Nice one. Nice one, mate. Always See a pleasure. Bit, mate. T- talk Adieu. soon. Bye. Bye. Remember, if you love the show in a deep and probably unhealthy way, you can help support it on an ongoing and stalky basis on patreon.com forward slash stupid hearts club. Uh, your choice. See you soon, you internet weirdos. I- I'm, I'm one. <laughs>